With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody, to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. Today's episode is entitled The Possible Second Coming of COVID. With all of the news lately surrounding the COVID-19 virus, the future continues to seem very fluid and unpredictable at this point. Today, Jason shares his insights from dealing with the first round of shutdowns as we discuss what might happen if the COVID-19 numbers flare up and Pennsylvania has to go back into the red phase or shelter in place. My name is Lou Lombardi. Now here's your host, Jason Wilcox. Thanks, Lou. How are you doing today? Just great. That's good. That's good. So disclaimer, as we get into the start of this episode, um, COVID-19 continues to be a, a very hot topic of discussion, uh, not just in the local and in the state, but in the national news um, and really in the international news. And so as I was thinking about, should I do a podcast on this topic? Do I want to? If I do it, how do I want to approach it? Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking if I if I really wanted to go down this route, and I thought, you know what, this is the really real real estate podcast. We reference it all the time. Sometimes we have to have those really real conversations, and so I thought, you know what, um, to to service my my listeners to to the best of their abilities, I think we need to do an episode like this. I wanted to be you know kind of clear on some things right up front. Um, the whole point of today's podcast episode is to talk about some of the things I experienced on the real estate side of uh, business through COVID-19. You know, this is not an episode that's designed to be, you know, political or medical or, you know, an opinion-based piece. This is just, hey, these are the experiences that I had uh, in my real estate business um, when the first round of COVID came through. And I thought it would be a great time to share some of the experiences I had so that if COVID comes back. And like I said, in six months, we might find that this episode is completely obsolete because uh, it didn't come back. But if it does, I can just share with you some of my experiences that I had to maybe help us prepare the possibility of a second round if it if it does come about. So, um, of course, the real estate business was sort of put on hold. Right. They were um, not in that uh, umbrella of essential businesses. So, how so but you were able to do some things because there were i remember have talking with you about this you know you were in uh situations where you know people were in the middle of closing or right. different things were happening so there were some things you could kind of do but there were some things you couldn't because we can't as much as we're trying to do everything with zoom and be virtual there's times where that just doesn't that doesn't work so how does the virtual thing work with real estate during a situation like this. Right. Yeah. So the, the biggest challenge that we faced in the real estate business up front is that at least in the state of Pennsylvania, and I know this was different for most parts of the country, we were not deemed a real estate business. Um, and basically what that meant was we had an to limit. Business. You were all, not deemed an essential business. What's that? 
you were not deemed an essential business. Correct. Yeah, okay. we were not deemed an essential business. And what that basically meant was we were not allowed to do anything in person. Um, we were not allowed to show houses. We were not allowed to do open houses. We were not allowed to have inspections and appraisals with, with a few rare exceptions, which I'll get into later. Um, we just, we weren't allowed to be in the homes and uh, that was realtors, that was appraisers, clients. Uh, the only people that were allowed in houses were sellers. You were, you were basically sheltering um, in place. And so that made it really, really difficult. Now, in discussing the potential of the um, possibility of a second coming of COVID, I do think I remember hearing as we were coming into the yellow phase and that allowed real estate to get back to doing limited in-person um, activities, I thought I had read that Governor Wolf had actually pushed real estate into the essential business. So I don't know if that'll change. So if that does change, that may change the the rules and how we approach the possible second coming of COVID. Uh, but at least for the first round, we were not allowed to do anything in person. And so, yeah, we were bound to do everything virtually. And we started learning, um, just like that great Aladdin song, we learned a, a whole new world <laughs> that was opened um, to our eyes. And what we basically found was we found that we were able to do everything virtually. And Probably the most popular, uh, just like we're doing this podcast now, is Zoom. I think everyone and their mother and the brother learned how to use Zoom, what it was, and how they could apply it to their business. Um, wow! And so, could you imagine having owned that company like Zoom? Having owned Zoom, those guys are like. <laughs> They're like the top of the world right now, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. I digress. Yeah. Zoom and Microsoft Teams. I, <laughs> I would love to be a shareholder in those two companies right now. But yeah, so we, le we learned how to do everything virtually. Um, and so what we learned how to do was we learned how to have the sellers take videos of their own property, email it to their agents. And, you know, we would send that to potential um you know, buyers. I actually had one experience where the seller was in their home and we literally brought the listing agent, myself uh, as the buyer's agent and the buyer onto a Zoom call. She literally toured us through the entire house. We asked questions. We, 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 we pointed certain things out. She did that. And then at the end of that virtual tour, the seller and the listing agent hopped off Zoom. The buyer and I stayed on I shared my screen. I went through all of the documentation uh, like I would normally in person when we're writing an offer on a property, explained everything to her, wrote it up, sent it to her to digitally sign. Once um, uh, I got it back digitally signed, I sent it over to the listing agent. She presented it to her seller virtually. We negotiated. We made changes. We had everyone digitally sign off on it, and we we sold a property. I actually sold two properties during COVID, completely sight unseen, following all the rules you know, doing what we were told to do by the state. Uh, but I still put two properties under contract and it was, it was, um, it was a possibility. That that's really amazing. I, I think that goes to show a, a few things. I think first it goes to show just downright human and American, uh, determination and ingenuity yep. you know we want to get something done we will find a way to get that darn thing done yep. you know viruses be damned we're going to figure out a way to to work around it yep. um but um there are um were were there any in-person things or no because well i know i talked to uh, rich dar who we had on a podcast and he said that 
uh, because there was there's like they had to do things some things in person so he was like meeting people like in parking lots and like yeah. they would everybody had the gloves and the mask on you know and yep. would hand the papers back and forth and things like that so there so even if you have to do there are ways to kind of like still obey the uh the, the rules or whatever and keep it going for even right yeah stuff. exactly yeah and so now there when i earlier i may had uh, alluded to this the governor did make some exceptions because where where we found it to be trickiest was that when covid hit and we shut down in the middle of uh, march we all had properties under tra- uh, under contract we already had properties that were working towards closing. And so the governor had made some few exceptions to some things that could be done in person as far as um, getting to closing those that had already been under contract, um, completing home inspections, completing appraisals. Uh, But again, I say those exceptions were few and far between, and they were very, very limited. The home inspector was going in by themselves, no buyer, no seller. Um, they, a lot of times they were asking the seller to leave the house several hours early. Um, they were asking sellers to literally turn on all lights, uh, open all closets, open all doors so that literally the, the, the appraiser or the home inspector would only have to open the front door. And when they did, they were going in with nothing short of a hazmat suit on. It was <laughs> face masks. It, it was, was gloves. Crazy, it yeah. was booties. It was hand sanitizer before and after. And then actually what I, what I was doing later on when we got into the yellow phase, and I know most inspectors were doing this, they were taking um, Lysol wipes. And then literally just, I would have a Lysol wipe in my hand and what one or two things I would have to open, I would literally open up with a Lysol wipe. Yeah. So, so we had, we had to, we just had to get creative and figure out some stuff. What is the night COVID-19 addendum? Yeah. So that was one of the other things that came out um, uh, amongst um, all the, the the changes in the paperwork. Um, there were a few disclosures that came out. I'm not going to dive into those today. Um, that's something we can talk about. Uh, well, we might touch upon it at the end real quick, but if uh, you're a buyer that or a seller that's serious, we'll, we'll talk about those forms later. But one of the things that they had created was they had actually created a COVID-19 addendum to the agreement of sale. And what it was, was if you were a buyer and seller that went under contract after that March 18th, where everything shut down and you couldn't do anything in person, you know, basically that COVID-19 addendum said, look, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that we get to closing as quickly as possible. And you know what? That might mean going with a different lender or a different title company or a different home inspector, you know, who can help us out. It might be a little bit more expensive than what you wanted to pay. It might not be the person you wanted, but you need to make every effort to try to get this closed. In the rare chance there was something that deemed it physically impossible to close on a property, that addendum allowed a party to extend the deadlines by 30 or 60 or 90 or whatever number of days was negotiated between the buyer and seller to be able to extend the closing until that physically impossible task could be completed. The perfect example I'll give is that for a time, all the borough buildings shut down and all the taxing authorities shut down and the courts shut down and the, the, the judges chambers shut down. So for example, um, you know, the usual turnaround time for tax certifications and lien letters is 15 days, but like certain taxing entities were shut down. And so now all of a sudden they were 30, 45 days out. You cannot close without the tax certifications. So if closing had to be delayed because of getting the tax certifications from the taxing body, 
then we would extend closing because of that. And that COVID-19 addendum kind of said, okay, you know what? We're going to do our damnedest to get to closing, but we may hit some road bumps and we're just going to have to adjust um, along the way. Another, another one that I personally experienced was um, – I think it was uh, Peters Township Sanitary Authority um, was not doing dye testing for the longest time. And I had a property in Peters Township. We couldn't get the dye testing and the camera testing done. We just had to wait um, until they were back up and running. And, and luckily, our timelines all worked out, but they were shut down for about a month where they weren't doing it. Now, in in full disclosure, all credit to those authorities because they they busted their hump when they opened back up. Um, I know that particular sewer authority, You know, they usually do, I think, like, two days a week where they do um, camera and sewer tests. And, you know, if they stay on top of it, they're fine. When they opened back up, I think they were doing like four days. And instead of doing like two a day, they were doing like three or four a day to get caught up. So we were doing everything we could to get caught up. And they really busted their hump when we opened back up to be able to do what they needed to do. Um, now, I, I I tend to be a uh, more of a uh, – Air on the side of like you know let's it's all going to work out we're going to be fine but just in yes. case you have a couple of thoughts on being prepared um in in, in frame in in the frame of real estate so somebody is thinking about selling they are worried about this you know possible situation the may or may we don't know what's going to happen right what can they do to kind of like maybe insulate themselves or you know set things up to work to go as smoothly as possible god forbid it you know we do have a problem Right. And, and I'm with you, Lou. I, I very much am a glass half full kind of guy and I have all you know the hope and faith that it's going to work out. Um, what I would recommend that, that anybody does, um, I, I, and I should have elaborated earlier that you know when I said I sold two properties during COVID and there were other agents out there that did sell properties during COVID, um, these were not with what we call tire kickers. These were not with people that are like, oh, we think we're going to buy a house today. We were not talking with those people. These are clients that we had been working with or we had been having serious conversations with. Maybe we had a contract with them to be their buyer representative or seller representative during a transaction. It was very much people that we had been having serious conversations with. So what I'm going to recommend are th is this. If we get back to the situation, we want to get our ducks in a row. Um, what you want to do is you want to meet with your realtor now. Have a buyer or a seller consultation. Have them come through their your house so they can evaluate your property, um, and they can maybe you know take some informal pictures and notes about your property. Maybe you're going through the initial buyer paperwork. Meet with your realtor, establish that relationship, and understand what goes into buying or selling. With that said, if you're a buyer, meet with your lender. Um, get pre-approved. Get them the documentation they need. Have that conversation about what you can truly afford um, should you decide to move um, forward. As you're able to, look at houses in person. I know some as of now are doing open houses or at least disclaimer, the day we're recording this, we're recording this uh, July 22nd. So at least as of today, we are legally allowed to be conducting open houses with social distancing and masks and all the standard protocols. Um, so if we're still doing this at the time this airs, you know, maybe go to our open houses, get with your agent to go look at some houses in person. So if you do have to go to a virtual touring, you've at least been in houses and you understand what you're, you're looking at and really just get your ducks in a row. Uh, because if we do get to this point, I will tell you there's some great opportunities to be had with buyers and sellers. They were able to find that there was not as much of a demand on property um, in, in terms of the buyer side, um, the listing side, the sellers were seeing highly qualified buyers come through. So it was a great opportunity to still purchase real estate, um, but you just it was for the more serious. It was for the people that had gotten their ducks in a row and, and they were ready to buy or sell that, that day.
Okay, great advice from somebody that went through it. Um, any final thoughts, Jason? Yeah, like like I just mentioned, um, real estate still happened during during the shutdown. Again, legally and following all the guidelines and and following all the safety procedures. I can't stress that enough. Um, but there was there was real estate opportunity to be had. Um, it took a lot of um, creative thinking. Um, and it took a lot of uh, special arrangements. Uh, but for those who were serious, we made it happen. And like I said, we found sellers who were motivated to sell and they found highly qualified buyers. We found uh, buyers' homes that maybe had been looking for a while. There wasn't a high demand because a lot of people who were thinking about buying or selling or wanting to buy or sell kind of stayed inside um, you know, and didn't, didn't bother going into the real estate arena. So it was a great opportunity for those who were serious about buying and selling. And I'm a very uh, firm believer that it can be lucrative again if we get to that point. And so I would just, you know, if you are in that position where you have to buy or sell, whether there's a life change, because we know life didn't stop with, with COVID, you know, there was still life, there was still death, there was still things happening and, and life still had to go on. And so there are some great opportunities out there. Um, if it's your time to, to buy or sell and, and, and we would love to, you know, make it happen for you if it's that time, despite our circumstances. Okay. So, um, I think that one of the things we established with this special edition episode here is that, um, you know, you, there's some great agents out there and Jason, my being my favorite, <laughs> uh, you know, that have experience with this, they can like, ah, we've been through this. You know, we can, we can, we can make this thing work for you. So if you're somebody who is serious and you know, you're, you want to kind of get ahead of the game and make sure that, you know, all the, as Jason says, the ducks are in a row that you've laid the proper foundations, you've got things going uh, to make the process easier, whether we have a flare up or not, um, you need to contact Jason. I would say, I would say the sooner the better. Uh, Jason, what is the, uh, go ahead and gotten, give your contact information uh, yourself then for, for everybody out there. Absolutely. Yeah. The best way to get a hold of me is uh, through the cell phone, 412-651-4638. You can call or text. You can email me at jason.wilcox at pittsburghmoves.com. The full city spelled out, M-O-V-E-S.com. And I'm on all the social media channels at jason.wilcox1. All right, Jason. Um, Great show today. Very uh, timely, informative stuff. So, guys, this is the kind of thing that, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. So set this episode aside. If something starts to get screwy and you're thinking about you are, you are seriously thinking about s- selling or buying, you can pop back onto this episode and get all the information you need. Once again, you want to contact Jason directly, though, at 412-651-4638, jason.wilcox at pittsburghmoves.com. My name is Lou Lombardi, and thank you guys so much for uh, sticking around and checking out this special edition of the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. Have a, uh, a, a great day out there. Stay safe, and we'll catch you on the next Really Real Real Estate Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.